spoken word. A taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wawandari land in the Kulin Nation, stolen land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. On today's show, we play an interview between Pauline Sherlock and 3CR's Waffle Iron Girl. Pauline is a performance artist whose work takes many forms, from singer-songwriter to clown, to character and the grotesque, to jazz, stand-up, musical and improvised comedy. Waffle caught up with her at a local pub to chat about her drives and influences. And just a warning for some listeners, the recording does contain some noisy background elements. So, thank you very much for meeting me up at the Edinburgh Castle, Pauline Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you tell me more about, you know, how you deal with, you know, tragedy and comedy and your writing and your performance? Well, um, I deal with a lot of the trauma that I experience in my life, uh, in music. I try to also... Um, do happy things (laughs) but the happy things I feel like I don't really need to deal with them so much so um, in a cathartic form um, when I'm upset or angry or dealing with um, some sort of uh, emotional conflict with somebody else I'll write a song or poem or I will uh, use some of my characters I do a lot of characters Um, clown work and uh, a lot of them I actually draw from my psyche so whenever I'm coming up against um, uh, you know some sort of issue some problem often generally like heartbreak I guess (laughs) heartbreak you can have heartbreak from many things not just um, not just romantic love you can have heartbreak to do with uh, family issues and uh, you can have heartbreak for you know your your childhood. Uh, so a lot of the things that um, come up in my work tend to deal with um, heartbreak. But but when when you do put it in a song or on the paper in a poem or uh, uh, in a character, it sort of relieves you of the stress of it which then gives um, a sensation of joy, I think. <laughs> I think you can get so much joy from um, releasing the stress of the pain. How did that process come about for you? How did you find out that you know, doing all this creative, artistic you know, stuff releases the pain and you know, gives you a sense of joy? Well, I would say um, it comes uh, firstly in song, I would say, because I improvise song all the time. When I'm doing the dishes, when I'm walking along the street, uh, I sing to myself and I sing to people. So if, um, 
if I have a, a beef with somebody, I sing them a song while I'm doing the dishes or something. Or maybe I'll be walking along the street or um, waiting to go somewhere or, you know, before I meet somebody and I have time, a free time for my mind to wander. Uh, I might be triggered and remember some thing that someone said to me or some problem that I'm having and then I'll, I'll just sort of make a song. Um, I can give you a little example if you'd like. I'd love that. <laughs> I will say what I have to say what I will say what I have to say I will say what I have to say what I will say what I have to say but I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't I'm damned if I do, and damned if I don't. I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. But I will say what I have to say. That should be an anthem. <laughs> I grew up in a very, very repressive environment where nothing was talked about and conflict was just not... Uh, a desired thing um, and you know a very repressive religion around sexuality and sex and um, and simply challenging power you know it, it's 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 quite a complex thing to do and sometimes you're damned if you do damned if you don't <laughs> so you know you've got to take your chances and see what happens I think that was one of the things I was really curious about like I call I use the word extroversion what you're talking about what you're describing where when you have a thought you just have to have it out in a song even if it's not directly to the person and you know when you have a conflict you have to have it out so that it can be cleared um, and my question was have you always been this way or is it something that you had to learn well I think as a child I that may well have been my, my it's, I think it's my personality, I think, uh, and it was, you know, probably beaten out of me a bit as a child, and then I, you know, went through that usual thing where women learn to um, people please and uh, are taught culturally to, you know, uh, mind your words and um, adhere to what the man has to say, you know, and um, and default your opinion there, you know. So if if a man is saying something, then maybe he is right, and you should just shut up, you know. Um, but I grew up with five brothers, so I spent a lot of time fighting around, you know, um, equality and. Especially with my mother, who who often favoured um, my brothers in the way that you know they were male, so they had a, they could go out if they wanted to. They didn't have the same restrictions that I had as a girl. And whenever I would complain about it, it would be, oh well, you're a girl. You know, it's different. You're a girl, and I never could really grasp and understand that. So uh, a lot of my childhood was 
and my growing up was around that, you know. But if you are trying to establish friendships um, and good working relationships and in your family, I think it's probably a good idea to try to um, work through the issues rather than just accept everything and suppress it. Do it where it belongs. If you're having anger for somebody, often it's better to deal with it in that moment, in that time, with that person. What about love or joy love or joy. vulnerability? <laughs> Do you feel the same need to express those? Um, yes, I do. I, I, um, I find, well, love I find is a very complex, it's a complex discussion, the definition of love, you know. I think that for me, there are different types of relationships, so you can have relationships that are um, friendship, platonic, uh, romantic, um, um, colleagues, family, siblings, you know, they are types of relationships. And then love, I think, um, is when uh, there is vulnerability, uh, risk-taking, um, appreciation, uh, respect. I think love is sort of honesty too, <laughs> I think. I think if you... Um, uh, if you... If you want to have good loving relationships you should try to be as honest as possible um, honesty of course is not easy because you know we all to some degree are trying to hide and figure out ourselves you know but yeah all of those things I think uh, are good for love and um, and your vulnerability I'm, I'm I think uh, if you're honest you're vulnerable I think if you you know, talk to people if you, especially if you're going to talk to people <laughs> on a microphone, you know, if you bring your poetry to the spoken word, if you um, write songs about your personal stuff, you're making yourself vulnerable. I think that's love. I think it's a type of love, you know. And I think that that's a type of joy too. And, and honesty for me, for me... Honesty and um, vulnerability and pain, I think they give you joy if they are expressed, if they are, if they are part of your life. You can laugh at the most horrendous things you, when you're dealing with them um, with honesty and, um, and truth. Truth also, there's another word that, that's bandied about, but it's a tricky, tricky one to define. Um, but yeah... Well, do you have a song or a piece that expresses any of any aspect of that? Um, well, I do have one. If we start from the beginning, maybe the world will stop spinning around. If we start from the beginning, maybe I could get my feet back on the ground. If we start from the beginning, if we start again. Because I can't seem to look you in the eye. I can't seem to find the reason why. I am lost. And I'm found. And I'm turning upside down. And no matter how I try, this feeling 
It just won't be denied. And it drives me around the bend. But this can't be how the story ends. So if we start from the beginning, maybe the world will stop spinning around. If we start from the beginning, oh, I could get my feet back on the ground. If we start from the beginning, hey, hey, if we start again. And that's about, it still goes, there's another verse, but let's just leave it at that one. <laughs> that was lovely. Um, there's a lot of language in that song that's very mobile and, and um, in person you your body is very much a part of your presence. I know you do, um, you know, performances like buto and clowning. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how that sort of fits in with, you know, the rest of your art? Yes. Um, well, I guess physicality is, a, is, a, is an interesting thing because um, I did do, as a young woman, I was very sporty. I played netball and squash and, and a bit of basketball. And I, I love to play football and uh, cricket as well. And uh, But then I I was travelling and having children and I sort of, my physicality, I, I lost a bit of that. And uh, and I lived in, in far north Queensland. It was very hot. So it was hard to really walk places and ride a bicycle. So... I, I, I got a little bit slack in that area. Um, uh, a few years ago, when I sort of became free and my children were independent, and I moved to Melbourne and with the intention of pursuing theatrical training. And I was lucky enough to start with The Red-Nosed Clown, which was wonderful, uh, with a, a physical theatre teacher from Italy uh, by the name of Giovanni Fossetti who is a, a, a masterful teacher, a wonderful teacher. And I did a month of um, intense red-nosed clown work, from which I got a, a wonderful clown called Daisy, who uh, I perform with uh, quite regularly. Uh, and But during that, it was very intense um, physical training as well as uh, this vulnerability and learning how to... Uh, release yourself and relax and deal with the fear of performing and there were so many lessons in that month and I also did Buffon uh, with uh, that same teacher Giovanni Fassetti and Buffon is like hectic uh, in the style that we learned it was very hectic and I could not I was out of my depth really but um, I also advise people do things that are out of their depth <laughs> as much as possible because when you do things um, out of your depth, you learn to swim, you know. You talked about Daisy and characters before. Um, I'd love to hear you talk about some of those characters. Um, well, I have a few. Now, Daisy's a red-nosed clown, and uh, she's, um, she's sort of naive. I, I think of her as, she's sort of, also, she's an explosion of sexuality. 
And then there's another one called Zygo, which is actually quite still uh, and is it's fully white and has a white face and just the sight of it is usually frightening enough for people. Big, tall, burly men are afraid <laughs> of this creature. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's very empowering. But the thing is that it's not it has no gender. The, the, its name, Zygo is um, sort of a, an alteration to zygote, which is when the sperm meets the egg. It's sort of, it's a bouffon, but it's quite a still one. It's not one of the active, though it can be. And I, as myself, as an actor, as a person, a performer, have become a lot more active and physical. Therefore, um, the characters that I do uh, have also been imbued with a, a, a bit more speed and a bit more active activity in them, in their cells. I've got a couple of others. Oh, I've got a crazy one called um, Theodora Glitch. She is, she's sort of like a, a reflection of my shadow. Do you know, are you familiar with the Jungian mm -hmm. thing? Well, you know, my dark side. So she is the... And she can get away with saying things that no one else can get away with. She does all sorts of things about broken hearts and love and... Do you have a piece by her? Uh, uh, let's see if I can remember. Love, 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 oh, love, love is like is like breaking your toes, one by 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 one. And then running a marathon on those broken toes. That's what love is. <laughs> oh, I want to see that in a, in a live performance setting. She wears a tutu. She wears a tutu, sort of, she's trying to be a ballerina. And a, uh, <laughs> and a little, um, little crown. So she's sort of a princess. She's, she's also a child childlike reflection. These these are sort of characters, a lot of the characteristics come from maybe some traumas from my childhood as well as in reaction to um, experiences of my life, you know, in, in, the, in the moment. You know, they're just reflections basically of my mind, they're bits of my psyche put into a tutu. Bits of my psyche put into a tutu. I can see that as your memoir right now. <laughs> Are you a paid up subscriber? It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation and $300 solidarity. Great value for 24-7 community owned and community controlled media. Please become a subscriber member today. Call the station on 03-9419-8377 or sign up online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You are listening to The Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. We're playing an interview with actor and poet Pauline Sherlock, recorded recently at a local pub. Pauline will be featuring at the June edition of Radio Laria in Northcote this year, so if you like what you hear, check out radiolariapoetry.com for more details. 
I have a question that I think might be a little self-indulgent, but I'm going to go with it. So I have had this feeling sometimes in talking to women, women identifying and non, some non-binary people, this sense of you're too big, you're too loud. You're, in, in any sense of the word, I'm not just talking about physicality, but I'm also talking about, you know, stepping over lines. And yeah, can you comment on that, that feeling of we've got to stay within the lines, we've got to say a certain size? Yeah. Well, I think there may be some, you know, cultural and evolutionary thing around that because if we are to look at, like, you know, apes in the forest, uh, if the females are too annoying to the male, he might just rip her head off or, you know, beat the living crap out of her. And I think in, in history, women have had to deal with that. A lot, so you may get away with a certain amount. That's why there are all the rules around don't hit women and things. We we, we try to get that into the into the masculine uh, understanding that you that you, you don't hit women, you know. But really, we just shouldn't hit anybody. <laughs> really, we just shouldn't hit anybody. But I think that historically speaking, that may be part of it in the physical physical danger. And in domestic violence, you know, you see a lot of domestic violent relationships. The woman dares to speak back to the man, and then she, and he will blame her then for him hitting her. Yeah. So I think in um, you know, so uh, in a domestic violence situation where women, a woman may speak up to the man, and uh, and then when violence ensues, he will say something like, "Well, she deserved it," you know. She shouldn't have done that, or you know, and then he will apologise. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have made me do it, you know. And I'd say it's not only women. I I, I want to in, in uh, I want to say it's more vulnerable people, and so that then extends to a variety of sexualities and gender uh, um, gender diverse people. So and also to young men as well, because sometimes. Uh, older and bigger men are the most horrid to to smaller men. You know, they perpetrate terrible um, acts of violence upon um, vulnerable men. And um, yeah, so I think it's about vulnerability. About uh, and, and and as women, we are often put into a box culturally, put into a state of you know, be a lady, do the right thing. You know, put your <laughs> keep your legs closed. You know, don't be big physically by having your legs widespread like a man does. You know, um, keep your ankles together. <laughs> All of that sort of thing, and then also that extends to speaking out and being strong and you know being too much. For me, there's um, an ostensible tension between you talking about I want to live a no bullshit life, but then you're talking about performance and putting on characters and <laughs> clowning and um, presumably acting like not your real self. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think that's very, very interesting. And I've just been exploring recently just the idea around... Uh, how you can get at the truth 
in disguise. Um, so in in character, you sometimes are given um, the freedom to be even more honest. You know, um, I think um, probably uh, in some of the workshops that I've done, especially with the masks uh, with uh, Giovanni Fassetti, he would have spoken. He has spoken around. Um, uh, especially with the neutral mask, that there is no disguising anything. You know, the truth is, is you know, becomes so obvious. So, so when you do a character, you can be even more honest. I think uh, sometimes because uh, because people don't know who you are, and and they are, they can feel more secure less in danger because um, they know it's pretend so you can get away with very uh, very intense emotions and very intense topics um, taboos that you might not be able to do as yourself though having said that I do it as myself as well you know I'm I, in my comedy I'm, I I take all of that. Uh, I prefer actually to work in the mask of my own self, my own body, my own face. Uh, I prefer that. Nowadays, actually, lately, that's my favourite thing to do, is just come as myself. Um, or the heightened version, the heightened persona, you know. It's still a mask, because everything we do really is a mask, but I like to use my, my own body, my own face, and then the varying voices that I might uh, fall into, you know. Um, but I think that, um, uh, especially using the red nose, the red nose clown is particularly uh, good at exposing the truth of yourself. <laughs> you, 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 in order to um, be funny, often it, the, the less you try, the more funny you will be, the le the more natural you are, the more uh, the more vulnerable, the more naive, uh, you the more funny you will be. There are all sorts of ways um, that the the truth will come out of you, and that's usually the bit that's the funniest. One of the things that I've been doing a lot over the last couple of years probably and I've been doing it in a, in a solo form mostly but sometimes in company it is very freeing very liberating and uh, I think that's probably my favorite form and I might, I'll do one now for you if you like there are spiders they are crawling they're on my head they are trying to cut their way through my skull I can feel them. They're biting. I can feel them. They're eating. They want to get into my brain. Oh my God. Ah, they're through. They've made it through my skin. Now, they're bumping. They're bashing. They're bashing against my skull. They've made it in. They're now eating my brain. Little bit at a time. Little bit. One piece, two pieces, three pieces. Oh, my brain has come apart. It's, 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 it's finished. 
was intense. <laughs> well, because often it's done, it begins with a physical movement. So my hands, I had been moving my fingers. They gave me the impression of spiders. So they then ended up on my head. So what are they going to be doing, these spiders? Well, they're going to try to get my brain, of course, because my brain is so beautiful <laughs> and delicious and delicious. Well, there's another possible name for your memoir, Delicious and Beautiful Brain. Um, where can listeners find out more about you and if they want to see you? Well, um, I will be doing the June version of Radio Laria. I probably will do a, uh, this new form, this person that is called Pauline the Impaler. <laughs> thank you so much, Pauline. Thanks for your time. And thank you so much for having me. I've had a lovely time. This has been the Spoken Word Show on 3CR. We've been listening to an interview between Waffle Iron Girl and Pauline Sherlock. Pauline will be featuring at the June edition of Radio Laria Poetry in Northcote this year at Open Studio. So if you're interested, do check out radiolariapoetry.com for details. And we'll pop the link on our website shortly after the show. As always, the podcast of this and our many other shows will be available at that website, 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening.